Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Chug Podcast. My name is David Clare. I am the technical director of the CAT facility at the University of Chicago. Uh, I am doing a solo episode today because I have no friends. Uh, I actually wanted to talk about the insurance group, insurance claims, and uh, what happens when catastrophe hits your core facility. Um, as you may know, a few months ago, back in June, uh, my facility was hit by this flood. Essentially, what happened is uh, this... this uh, small tube that brings the water to the water purifying system uh, cracked. And because of the high pressure, water spewed over uh, multiple instruments in my facility for several hours, uh, destroyed uh, four machines. And uh, we've been dealing with the aftermath of this event uh, ever since. So um, as I'm recording this podcast, we're in uh, mid-November and I'm still trying to get back on our feet. Um, and so two machines needs to be replaced still. So um, what I wanted to talk about today is essentially, it's going to be sound, it's going to sound like I'm venting, but uh, essentially what I'm trying to do is uh, provide some um, ideas of what you can expect whenever you have to deal with uh, your insurance group. Um, it's, this is an end of one, uh, the University of Chicago in this specific uh, situation, uh, none of my instruments are in service contract. The University of Chicago uh, self-insure up to a certain threshold. And from there, it goes to a uh, third party. So, so there's these caveats here that uh, you need to take into account whenever um, you, you compare your situation or the situation you might get into uh, in your own facility when you compare and, and the ones uh, that we are in uh, currently. Nevertheless, I, I'm hoping this is gonna be helpful to uh, somebody somewhere. Uh, if you are one of the users of the CAT facility, then you'll have an idea of uh, what happened to the instruments and why we made the decisions uh, that, uh, that we did. Um, couple of points I wanted to make before I get started. Uh, the first one, um, again, this is gonna be venting and, and I think it's the, the, the typical lazy line is that the insurance companies are, are there to uh, kind of screw you over. Um, I think this is lazy and I think this is uh, cynical. I don't like that. Uh, I, I actually don't think anybody uh, involved uh, acted in bad faith or uh, everybody, as far as, as far as I can tell, everybody was uh, quite competent in, in their respective roles. Um, I think the frustration comes from this misalignment uh, between everybody's objective uh, and the outcome is kind of an unsatisfying uh, situation uh, that we, we will need to deal with going forward. So that's essentially where my frustration uh, comes from. Um, secondly, I have no idea how insurance companies work, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I kind of get the general principle. You need to get more money than the money you're going to dish out to support your clients. Um, and you also need to provide good enough solutions for these clients without uh, making them angry so that they leave your group and, and go get insurance somewhere else. So it seems that it's a difficult balance to, um, to hit. Um, and it, I don't want that job. So uh, what I'm going to say is I'm incredibly grateful that uh, we had this insurance group uh, to help us out, uh, get back on our feet, um, our feet. <laughs> um, and essentially dish out way more money than uh, what I have. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk about the four machines that got destroyed. 
we are talking about the Atune NXT, uh, Fortessa X20, and two Aurora units, uh, five lasers, uh, both of them. Uh, if you were to buy these machine, uh, uh, like new units, um, the cost would be roughly one point something million. So you, just to give you an idea of what kind of damage we're talking about here. So quite a bit of money. So um, we'll start with the Atune, uh, which is essentially the, the machine that was uh, the least impacted, um, as we discussed in the last podcast, the, 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 the design of the instrument is actually really nice. Uh, the electronics are all stuck into this compartment that is essentially uh, impermeable to water, uh, to, to, to any water source, um, whether from inside the machine or from outside, as it turns out. Um, and so um, even after the attune had been rained on for a couple of hours, uh, we uh, could not find any damage uh, on the electronic boards in the instruments or the lasers, uh, any kind of boards, they were all pretty much fine. Um, and so when uh, the uh, service engineer showed up to survey uh, the damage done, uh, we basically just decided to replace the auto sampler, so the plate loader that uh, load plates in, uh, in the instrument. Um, as well as, I believe, another board or two or whatever. Um, so there you go. If you can, the, the, I guess the, the general idea here is if you can limit the damage to your instruments, you get a better chance of getting them uh, fixed quickly and, and back on their feet. For the other three instruments, the damage was actually visible on several boards uh, on the Aurora and both, uh, both on the Fortessa and both of the Auroras. Um, and so initially my thought that was that we would basically just turn to the insurance group and, and say, hey, look, I, look at the machines, like look at how wet they are. Uh, and they would just like replace them, uh, no questions asked. And, and this is just not uh, the way uh, it worked for us at least. Um, essentially the insurer uh, wanted to see if there was a way to simply repair the instrument. And so uh, there's a couple of, steps there that they wanted to do. The first one is uh, call in a third party, uh, third like a, another company uh, specialized in uh, damaged equipment due to floods or due to fires and smoke and stuff like that. Um, and what this group does is essentially uh, clean the electronic boards uh, in, in each of the instruments. Um, so they'll remove any signs of rust and uh, they will essentially uh, measure the uh, conductivity of um, the current on each of these boards. And if they know they did a good job because the, the conductivity is back to normal uh, threshold, norm, normal values. Um, so that was the first step. The second step is then to get the uh, manufacturers to come back and replace anything else that uh, needs to be uh, fixed. So uh, any lasers, any pumps, whatever device uh, has not been touched by the, the cleaning people. Um, and, and at that point, once the manufacturer is satisfied with the work that's been done, uh, they will essentially have recertified the instrument and, and so that it works according to their uh, specifications. Uh, and from there, the insurance has done its job and, and just moves on. Uh, everybody moves on there with their life. So that was the plan for the Fortessa and both of the Aurora. So we're, let's talk about the, the Fortessa first. Um, it 
honestly, it took quite a bit of time for BD to uh, show up and, and survey the uh, the damage done on the instrument. But when they did, uh, the service engineer spent quite a bit of time looking in, at the instrument and, and uh, trying to make it work again. And um, you, you had water all over the lasers, uh, all over the uh, filters. Uh, the filters were now scratched and, and so on. Um, and so in the end, after several hours, he just decided that he could not get the, um, uh, the instrument to look any better. And uh, because he, he basically was looking at all the parts that he thought would need to be uh, replaced and essentially was most of the instrument, uh, the cost of fixing the instrument would probably get higher than the cost of uh, a brand new unit. Um, secondly, uh, I. I'm not sure if it's BD's official policy, but especially for this machine, uh, they simply decided that they would never put this instrument back on the service contract, uh, simply because at that point, they just don't know what else might go wrong. And, and if we just start calling BD uh, to fix every new problem that shows up on this machine, uh, then they, they probably it would not be worth their, uh, uh, the, the money we spent on a, a, the service contract, they, they would, basically offer more um, service than uh, we, we pay for the contract. So that was essentially their, their, um, their response. Like we're not gonna recertify the instrument. So that's in my mind, the, uh, I, we turned back to the insurance group and said, well, there you go. We can't recertify the instrument, just get us a new one. Again, that's not how insurance groups work. Uh, at that point, a new plan was designed, and the idea was to find a new group instead of BD that would recertify the instrument. Um, and, and a couple of weeks uh, was spent there, and eventually nobody was uh, available to do that, that work, except that uh, during that, that period, um, the insurance group found a manufacturer's of, not the manufacturer, a, a seller of a refurbished instrument. Uh, who just happened to have uh, an X20 uh, available. Um, this particular one had four lasers, but uh, there was an option to upgrade to the fifth lasers and rearrange the, the filter set uh, the way I wanted it. Um, so, so that's the solution that was proposed to us. Uh, and this quote was generated. Now, I, I'm not hot on refurbished machines to begin with. And honestly, I, I kind of cooled down on the X20 as well over the last few years. So I was not quite interested in replacing our dead uh, X20 with a brand new one. And so we decided to look at uh, other platforms. Uh, now, what the insurance uh, group allowed us to do is basically take the money for um, that refurbished uh, Fortes X20 uh, and throw that on uh, that new instrument and the University of Chicago covered um, the, the, the rest of the cost for that, that new platform. So we decided to go with a, uh, a Pentium from Agilent. So five lasers and 30 detectors. Um, so basically we, we have this high copay uh, for this particular instrument that kind of, uh, well, it is what it is. Uh, so that was the X20. Let's talk about both of the Aurora's next. Um, one of these, so again, they're, we wanted to, the um, insurance wanted to uh, clean the instrument and then have SciTech recertified, where BD said, we're not going to recertify. SciTech said, yeah, sure, we, we can try. 
Um, now, so for one of the machines, I made the point that, look, the machine is one year old. Uh, we had just ran out of this one year warranty. Um, and even if we fixed the instrument, we kind of cut the lifespan of that instrument in half. Like I'm kind of expecting these SciTech instruments to last for about 10 years. Uh, so now we're going to have a machine that's going to, you know, last half that time or whatever. Uh, and that is a, an argument that struck and the insur insurance group decided that, okay, we're going to take the latest instrument and we're going to replace that with a brand new one. That's fine. Uh, second Aurora unit, uh, this is the one that is still currently being fixed. So that took quite a bit of time. Uh, and it's, it's kind of turning into a... Uh, technological whack-a-mole essentially uh, where we the the service engineer will come in and fix like really obvious problems uh, need new parts and then we'll need to to wait for these parts to arrive and then come back install the parts and then we find the new problems wait for the other parts to show up uh, and, and it's kind of a back and forth that that takes enormous amount of time and there's always something new uh every time he comes in so that's where we are with that instrument uh we'll have a machine that's been repaired hopefully uh nothing else will pop up um and if it does uh we'll likely have it on service contract just to uh make it like get a speedy uh, response um for uh, any new problem that may arise uh, so it's not an ideal situation, obviously, but uh, I think this is uh, as good as we're going to get um, in these circumstances. Okay, so what have we learned? Um, first off, um, the time uh, it's going to take to deal uh, with all these problems. Um, if you ever end up in this same situation, you need to realize that it's going to take an enormous amount of time and it's kind of not entirely predictable how long uh, everything is going to get and this is going to have an impact on the way you discuss uh, the situation with your users uh, i can't count the number of times where uh, i told my users hey the service engineer is going to come in and uh, the machine is going to be ready uh, afterwards and we're, we're just good to go and then just to realize that the service engineer comes in, fix the initial problem, and then finds a new one. And suddenly, oh, we need to wait some more. So um, be careful with the way you uh, present the situations. Uh, and and the, I guess the rule of thumb is you don't know until you know and don't make promises uh, at that point. Secondly, uh, there's stuff you can do to not get in this situation and this is and this should be your goal you like don't don't think insurance are magical and will do exactly uh what you think they will uh they they have a way of finding solutions that are infer infuriating um because they, they, it's just frustrating uh how they can they can find a way to fix your problem without uh doing exactly what you want um so protect your instruments. Uh, if you know, like in our case, we're in a basement uh, of a building, so floods, uh, like any kind of 
water damage that come uh, uh, that may come from uh, the upper floors will end up in my facility as well. Uh, so all of this stuff, like if you can recognize um, issues uh, in your lab that may uh, that may occur. So if, you, if you're just a bunch of windows and, and they might break or whatever, uh, you can imagine the worst case scenario and what would be needed to uh, mitigate any problems. So in our case, it might just be uh, like we bought a bunch of like giant plastic tarps. Uh, so if something like that happens again, we, we might be able to cover the instruments uh, while water uh, falls down. Uh, we also have invested in these um, water leak detector that you stick on the ground. If the water uh, touch the sensor, they start beeping. Uh, they also send emails to uh, my lab manager because uh, I couldn't make that thing to work for my own account, but whatever. Uh, so, so that's the type of thing. Like, know your lab, identify the you know issues. If you have a, a faucet that's, you know, um, the pipes are are leaking. Whenever you you open the faucet, uh, fix that. If you have like a, an open flame uh, in your in your in your lab space, just like try to like put that fire out. Uh, if you have a, a portal. Uh, to the Phobos moon base, uh, and and you think nobody's ever going to be able to open that door, uh, but then uh, somebody realized that you just have to uh, wiggle uh, the uh, monkey hand key of uh, King Uru to to get that thing open, and then who knows what kind of crap is going to come out of this portal and try to uh, deal with that insurance claim. Um, so all I'm saying is fix these things uh, right away and uh, limit the chances of getting into such a bad uh, spot. Um, and lastly, um, be prepared to be frustrated and angered by the kind of solutions that insurance groups will provide. Um, they, they might work, but they, they're just not the best ones ever. Uh, and so there's a couple of things here. You will not have the leverage to, you may not have, I should say, the, the leverage to get uh, your insurance to change your mind about uh, what's proposed. Um, but you are still your own best advocate. Uh, in our case, and probably from any other universities or companies, there's going to be somebody in charge of your insurance claim. Um, but that person may not know exactly uh, all the things they, they need to know about uh, flow stamp tree. Um, on the other side of the equation, the uh, insurance probably will have uh, an independent assessor who's may, like in our case, that person uh, is, is not knowledgeable in flow stamp tree, but is, is uh, savvy in terms of uh, like techn technology in general. So uh, that's the person who came up with all these uh, different solutions. Um, you're the, the, the most knowledgeable about your facility and your uh, needs. And so uh, I would try to attend every possible meetings and voice your opinion and voice your concerns as much as possible, just in case uh, you can uh, tilt the balance into, uh, in, in your favor. All right, this is all I have to say about this, uh, our situation uh, in the CAT facility. Hopefully we'll be done with all of this within uh, the next few weeks. Um, my, I'm gonna be on the nose here. Uh, I told myself I might not do that, but uh, as the whole thing was happening, I, I ended up uh, reading this book called uh, Our Malady by uh, Timothy Snyder. Um, 
he, uh, you might know him, uh, he wrote a similar, similarly sized uh, book uh, a few years back called uh, On Tyranny, uh, which I highly recommend. My, uh, it's, a, it's a guide to proper citizenship, um, how to be a good uh, participant in, in society. Um, Timothy Snyder is a historian, wrote extensively on uh, the wars in the last century and uh, uh, deal with the themes of freedom and um, coercions and, and, you know, uh, anyway, in this particular book, um, he visit the same themes, but through his uh, experience with uh, the American healthcare system, um, which uh, he had to deal with uh, because of a disease that he got uh, just at the beginning of the uh, COVID uh, breakthrough. Um, and so in this book, it's essentially it's a critique of the American healthcare system and the insurance, uh, the, the part the insurance group pl uh, plays in it. Uh, it creates all kinds of weird incentives. For example, the, the money we send to the insurance group only gets back to the hospital whenever uh, people get sick. So the incentive now is that you would hope everybody will get sick before you do so that the insurance, the hospital has uh, all the funds it needs to treat you properly. So it's kind of weird, um, weird thing to hope for. Um, so as a Canadian, I, I don't really need to be convinced by uh, the argument. I'm totally on board. I uh, think insurance works great for stuff, flow doctors and whatnot. Uh, it's questionable when it comes to healthcare. There you go. So that's all I have for you guys uh, today. Uh, the next uh, Chug Satometry uh, book club will discuss uh, War and Peace. Until then, uh, be safe and uh, talk to you later. Cheers.